This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Well, 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 here we are. You and I. Hello. Hello. Such a treat to be spending it's, my evening with you. It's Jack. what I like. It's what I like. It's what I like as well. Yes. It's a true treat. Our you boys are, are in bed. One of my dearest friend, if not my dearest friend in the world. I assume the same is true yep. for you of me. Mm-hmm. And I read a book today. I read a book. And I loved Should- it. I loved it too, and I'm I'm pretty raring to dive into it. Do we have any housekeeping we need to take care of before we introduce the show? Say who we are, say what we're doing. I already told you that my before we started recording that my my boy insisted on wearing his shorts to bed. Yes, tonight. You when I when I logged on to Zoom, you big dogged me for a second. Yeah, I waited for like, like to do. I waited for five seconds before I hit admit into Zoom, Zoom meeting. Now that all Baby Nation, now that all of you plebs are on Zoom, yeah, we Jack and I used to. We Jack and I have been using Zoom for years. Yeah, for and years before it was cool. Way and before we're it was OG cool. Zoomers. Yeah, and it used to be very easy. You Jack would just send me a Zoom link. I would open it. I would be right there in a chat with Jack. Yeah, and then all of you got on. And then all of you plebes got on, and now there's like hoops you have to jump through. Yeah, and uh, and, and Jack th- takes the opportunity to, to show big dog me every single time. He sends me a link, I click it, and I get put into a waiting room, <laughs> and I just have to wait for Jack to like accept me into his inner chamber. Yeah, and it goes Bing Bong, and bing I always bong. go Big Dog, Big Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but here we are. Um, would you like for me to introduce the show? Yes, please. Okay, here's what I like to do. Here's how I say it. I say, hi, hi. Hi. And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And every week we like to talk about a different novel in the great sitter's cycle by... Big Anne. The Hand That Shakes. Oh, sorry. Big Anne. The Hand That Shakes. The Princess of the Prince of Towns, St. Annabelle Matthews Martin, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bats. She is the first of her name, the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind, otherwise known as Began. Your pause was so pregnant, I thought you were giving me a little runway to kind of... Throw something in there, I liked it. Explore the space, just kind of feel myself. It's pretty well, well trod ground. The nicknames? Yeah. Yeah. Epithets, I say. But I um, could have I probably could have come up with some new stuff. Well you said big Ann. Big Ann's good. That's what we call her in the little sister little episodes. AMM. It's Big Ann. She writes the little sister books, but the book that she wrote in nineteen ninety nine that we're talking about today is Friends Forever number one, Christie's Big News. And the man. How about that? it's not, it's not doing anything for me. Okay. I'll keep working on it. Okay. I think I can come up with a new epithet before we're done. Perfect. I have I have like a I have a uh something is tugging at the corners of my memory that we may have tried that before. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'll keep an I'll keep an eye out for it. I'd love to hear it. I'm open to suggestions. I'll keep workshopping it. Let's keep workshopping it. This one's called Christie's Big News. Uh, oh, oh, and- oh, 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 yes. Can they be thematic to the book each week? Yeah, that's what I'm remembering. And we did it in the specials. And it got tiresome. Yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> Fine. And Francisco. Right, here's what I'll do for you. If you send it to me in a I'll just write it down. <laughs> that's for the best, because I was not gonna follow through with anything you asked me to do. No, exactly. Because I go to San Francisco this week, so Okay. San Francisco. Okay, and that's and that's the last one. No, there will be a new one each week. No, I don't want that. There's too many, and last time it became very tiresome. They'll be really good, though, like San Francisco. Okay, fine. I've sent it to myself, so I'll remember. Um, And uh, so this one's called uh, Christy's Big News. And, Danner, here's my question for you off the bat. Yep. Yep. What's Christy's Big News? They never say. They never said, did they? Did they ever say what her big news was? I don't think think so no so that's a weird choice patrick had big news patrick has big news he's getting married zoe had big, big zoe news. has huge news she's getting married to patrick christy, christy. Hmm. she doesn't reveal anything about herself i guess she took a trip to san she Fran, got a dress bought a new dress that's kind of big for christy yeah but i don't feel like she would frame that as being it's big news she wasn't that, she's not that yeah. into it Hmm. So, so that's a weird one. That's something that we're going to have to keep track of because Christy has big news, and Anne has chosen, in her infinite wisdom, Anne Francisco, has chosen Francisco. to yeah. um, keep it from us. Yes, Carmen and Diego. Let's l- just leave it. We'll leave it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. I guess that's kind of what the Friends Forever. What was last one called? Everything. It was a changes. super special, and it was called Everything. Oh, it was like based on the Keen song, right? So mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of the thing with these books. They're a little ab- the titles are There's like just something abstract. Abstract. Yeah. And have you noticed the covers of these fucking books? Yeah, they suck. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I, maybe this will become a segment, but I was like, thinking about it being a segment, but then I was like, they don't even they're so ashamed of the covers of these books that they don't even acknowledge like who took the photo or like <laughs> who designed it or anything. It's a very, and I, God bless whoever designed Hodges it. Hodges was like, I'll do this, but I don't want my fucking name on it. If you're the person who designed these covers, I'm not here to tear you no, down. No, we're not. God bless you. I'm sure you got a good paycheck out of it. Yeah. But it's very bad. And <laughs> it's like. And who is this person in it? Shitty late 90s design. It's got this new logo or it's like these swirly letters that say BSC with a little like yin yang flower in it. No, yeah, and it's got and a then, real girl in it. And then it's got a real girl in it who is yeah. supposed to be Christy, I guess, but like it's not any fucking Christy I've ever But she's not even before. doing anything that interesting, right? She's like making a sneery face. She's looking sort of like, <sighs> yeah. And she's got like some wedding flowers in her hand. No. No. Where's Hodges? It's, they're bad. Bring back Hodges. Bring back Bring Hodges. Bring back my paintings. Yeah. My beautiful paintings. Um,. What we like to do traditionally is we love to describe the book so much that we do it twice. Okay. Is that wise? <laughs> it's always worked for us in the past for the most part. Okay. Um, and what I think – the way that I think we like to do it is I think that I like to describe the book and then kind of have you come in and play cleanup hitter. 
just kind of finish. I'll put I'll put a few men on base, and I'll come. You'll come bring them home. home Bring them home. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the park, home run. Yeah, we'll do it with the help of the big bad clock that I have handy. But first, shall I describe the novel? Oh, and you I'll mute do yourself, that thing. You? I'll do that thing where I hit the ball and it hits that one ad in like the okay. decks where it's like yeah. hit this ad for free like windshield repair, <laughs> <laughs> That's and everyone cool. in the stadium gets a free windshield repair. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's awesome. You're gonna and I up. clear the bases. And a lot of people are very points. happy. Hell yes. Yeah. And we're down by three, and it's the bottom of the ninth. So Okay, wow. And I didn't help much, did I, with my description in this scenario? No, 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 no. We're down by three. Okay. You loaded the bases. Okay, okay, good. Okay, thank you for bringing me along. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Let me load those bases. And, and well, the way we do it in the modern era is you mute yourself, so I, I'm not distracted in any yeah. way by Load you. my bases, daddy. Okay, that's a weird thing to say. Now I'm muted. Okay, and he's gone He's gone silent, mercifully. Um, what I'm going to do is describe the book, then we're going to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock that I happen to have handy, and we'll have Tanner describe the book. But first, I will Why begin. Why do I mute I now? Do, can you remind me? Now. Oh, you can't hear me. Patrick Thomas is many things. He loves sports, he loves to cook, and he loves to joke around. But the thing that makes Patrick... But the thing that makes... But the thing that makes Patrick Thomas special, the thing that sets him apart, is that he never really grew up. He's a wide-eyed, fun-loving little boy in a man's body. Patrick Thomas is Peter Pan, always looking to the horizon for the next adventure. Which is a problem, because Patrick Thomas has three kids and an ex-wife he abandoned because he wanted to go to baseball games instead of changing diapers. Patrick Thomas is many things, but the main thing he is is a fucking asshole. And now, he's getting married again. Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number one, Christy, Big News. Great. Nailed it. Why do I, why do we, why do I mute myself? You insisted on doing it last time. Okay. It's, it's something that we do in the Little Sister Little episodes uh, I think I insisted on it because you kept talking during my songs. Yes. Um, and, and I love that you did it last time now because I think traditionally you like to talk during my descriptions. Yes. And I which did is actually, also distracting. I did talk over your description just now. Well, I can't know what you said. Like so. you did like a flub. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I, Given- I drew attention to it and okay. sort of made it a moment. Great. Well, so what I, what I'm going to say now is that yeah. that got cut out as the person who edits the no episodes. i think now that we've spent so much time now we've meditated on it so much i think it has to stay in i think it got cut out well if it got cut out at least keep this in okay because so people know yeah baby nation jack fucked up <laughs> okay he had a verbal miscue great and okay. it's it was embarrassing maybe it's in the outro yeah you describe it oh okay. sir you say what happened. It's a lo- it's a big it's a big moment in Christie's life. This yes. novel and Sam and Charlie and David Michaels. Yeah, especially David and Patrick Michael. and Zoe's. Yeah, and yeah. probably Elizabeth, honestly, and all those catty aunts. <laughs> Hell yeah, there are a lot of catty aunts in this one. I, Nola had a lot of fun with this one. Nola did have a lot of. Oh, <clears throat> what's happening? What's happening? What the fuck is happening? You okay? You okay? Should I call the cops? 
I'm calling the I'm cops. I'm feeling very sick. Okay. I'm going to call the cops. And the world is spinning. Okay. The room is spinning, and I feel like I'm going to throw up. Okay. My chest is getting so tight. All right. I'm going to look on WebMD. I'm looking on WebMD. Tight chest. Right tight chest. Extreme nausea. Spins. Okay. Spins. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, tight chest. Uh, okay. New symptom. Okay. Definitely becoming erect. Okay. Um, okay. Hang on. God damn it. Well, WebMD really wants a lot. Age, what, like 37? 36. Okay. Gender, male. Continue. What is your main symptom? Tight chest. At this point, it's becoming the erection. Erection. Okay. Erection. Achy erection or painful erection? Or can't get an erection? Erection that won't go down or soften. Achy erection? I'm going to say achy erection. It's becoming achy. Okay. Okay. Uh, And then uh, what's... Give me another one. Tight chest. Tight chest. Okay. Lightheaded. Uh, Lightheaded. Nausea. And nausea. Okay. Do you have any of the following common symptoms? Bloating, cough, diarrhea, dizziness, fatigue, fever, headache, Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Okay. Uh, is it watery, bloody, sudden onset? All of the above. More than four weeks? All of the above. At night. Okay. And at night. Yeah, I guess it is at night. Okay. So I'm going to put all of the above. Okay. So results, strength, are strong. I think they know what you have. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's getting worse. Ugh. Wait, which symptom is bothering you the most? I'm going to skip it because it's all the erection. Bad, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. <sighs> you have... What is I, it, Doc? You have ulcerative colitis? That gives you an erection? Yeah, it does I don't say. think it's that. Okay. Is there anything else listed there? Uh, oh, priapism. Okay. Priapism. It's it's an often painful erection that lasts for more than four hours that is not caused by sexual stimulation. I don't think I have that. Is there anything else in there, Doc? Giardiasis. Is there something called a thack attack? Oh, oh! I think that might be it. Ah, <laughs> I think it's the big one. <laughs> oh God! I think I'm having a thack attack. Okay. Oh. It'll pass. Oh, my erection's already softening. <laughs> oh, I think it's passing. Oh. Can I sing in celebration? Please, I just need I need about 10 seconds to just fully get over all these symptoms. And if you can fill that time with like a song. Few times I've been around that track with my good friend Tanner and my good friend Jack. Because I ain't no Nola Thacker. I ain't no Nola Thacker. And you're having a Thack attack. I'm feeling much better. I still do have a bit of an erection, but I think it will go down. It will pass. Um, I hit a Nolan one this week. Okay. And what else do we say? Oh, um, uh, uh, we were both receiving a visit from the Father, the Son, and the Noli Spirit, aren't we, this week? Yep, and we are doing, we're playing Counter-Strike. Okay. Uh, and I'm the terrorist planting the bomb, and you are the counter-terrorist trying okay. to stop me, and it is a no-land party. Okay. <laughs> this is a real stretch, but I, I have to allow it. Nola Thacker wrote this one! Didn't she? She did. 
Yeah. She did a good job. She did a good job. While we're talking about it, did you have a Nola moment? Um, not captured. Here, I'll read my Nola moment real fast. Okay. Karen and Andrew were setting the table. Karen was talking to Andrew about the secret life of dogs, explaining that dogs and cats and all animals talked all the time when humans weren't listening. Andrew is watching Shannon out of the corner of his eye. Shannon, who didn't seem oh. to have... What? That's... I pee freely. Okay. In like 2017, there was a movie called The Secret Life of Pets. So you change uh, one name. Congratulations. Can we at least do the stinger? Fucking dream I pee freely. Okay. And it's you're, you're, it's copyright infringement. They changed the name. They changed one word. They changed the Secret, the secret Life, life of, dogs. of Dogs to The Secret yeah. Life of Pets. And it's about pets talking yeah. when humans aren't paying attention. The DreamWorks stole that from they Nola. They took it from Nola. Yeah. I bet they fucking did, too. Who's the world expert on this stuff? It's Nola. Uh, Andrew is watching Shannon out of the corner of his eye. Shannon, who didn't seem to have anything to say sound? for her... So- What's happening? Sounds like thunder cracking. Okay, yeah. And, and we're all tiny ants in an infinite abyss. And we're all scared and we're all feared feared okay. and we're all trembling because it's a hit segment okay from our patreon from the patreon show that's called fear and trembling <laughs> with andrew brewer <laughs> well i really hit on a goldmine passage for you huh? yeah so this is a segment from our patreon show where we talk about the little sister books uh in which andrew features a lot and it's andrew has this kind of wide-eyed way of looking at the world kind of a naive gullibility mm-hmm uh, and Karen's constantly sort of playing into that, which yeah. is what we have here. Karen tells him that dogs are talking when they're not listening. And oh, Andrew right. And he's just like, I can't, like, watching Shannon, Shannon out of the corner of his with eye. With new eyes, yeah. <laughs> um, so what? So we're, we're in a segment within a segment within a segment, aren't Yeah, we? it's oops all segments. We're in a Nola moment that is also IP freely and fear and trembling with Andrew Thomas Brewer. Yep. Okay, that's a lot. Uh, is there any any way that I could possibly finish the passage? You can try. Okay. We'll see if anything else triggers here. Andrew is watching Shannon out of the corner of his eye. Shannon, who didn't seem to have anything to say for herself at the moment, was lying on her pillow in a corner of the kitchen, chomping on a Nyla bone. Uh, and my Nyla moment is... She named the bone after herself. <laughs> is that what it is? I was gonna say like Nola, nobody knows what your like dumb dog shit is. Like I don't know what that is. Like yeah. I don't know dog stuff. Right. But what you're saying is nobody knows dog stuff. She's just taking the opportunity since Some she's branding. holding the fucking reins here. Some synergy to suggest that we call we to call dog treats Nyla and ones. and Nyla is what they call Nola in Australia. Nyla. Nyla Thacker. Nyla Thacker. Nyla It's a Nyla uh, bone. <laughs> what a rich vein you've tapped into here. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I thought we were just going to kind of zoom past it. We can probably do 10 minutes just on this one paragraph here. <laughs> it's pretty impressive because it's it's really has nothing to do with anything in the book. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, what if you describe it? Say what happened. Oh, Jesus, you sure? Yes, because I didn't, I kind of got it, I got it out. I got I got some of the stuff out in my description. You did have that flub, though. 
Definitely cut it out. Definitely. Okay. We're Which is what professionals it, do. So we're going to keep mentioning it, though, and coming and meditating it's, on it, though. So Why would we? It's a, it, why oh, would I don't we? know. You're the one who did it. Like I cut it out. Well, why do we keep talking about it, then? You bring it up. You now bring the, it up. Now there's no context for it. Okay, well... I'm going to put 60 seconds on this big bad clock. During those 60 seconds, you're going to have to describe everything that happened in this book. And because I'm angry with you, I'm not going to give you any lead up time. Start now. Okay, so Christy and everyone are eating gnocchi together. And <laughs> they get a call. They just really focus They really on the hit the gnocchi really hard. Yeah, <laughs> carry on. They get a call, and it turns out that it's Patrick Thomas saying that he's getting married, and he wants Sam and Christy and Charlie and not David Michael to fly to Sausalito, California, to be in the wedding, uh, or to come to the wedding. They have some back and forth. Charlie really doesn't want to. Charlie's very angry at Patrick. Sam is into it. Christy's kind of on the fence. They eventually... Decide to go that Sam and Christy have to kind of campaign Charlie to get him to go. They go. Patrick's a new man. He's not a sports writer anymore. He's a chef at his fiance's restaurant called The Greenhouse in Sausalito, which is just north of San Francisco. Um, he asks Charlie and Sam to be his best men. Charlie says no. Charlie almost wants to leave, but doesn't. They do the wedding, and it's And good. time. Um, I give you an extra 10 seconds because we really... Hit that gnocchi pretty hard. The gnocchi. Well, so did Nola. So did Nola. <laughs> Nola, like, I don't know whether she just discovered it or something, but, like, the first couple chapters of this book are, like, and then Watson was, like, well, you, you <laughs> like, the best way to make gnocchi is, like, you put eggs in the potatoes. Watson's, and, like, like uh, we're making gnocchi, and Karen's, like, what's gnocchi? Yeah. And then it's, like, chapter two. Yeah. Watson sat Karen down yeah. and explained what gnocchi is. You see, Karen, it's potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, later, like, I allowed them that. I was like, all right, I guess it's probably true that some, like, a lot of American families would be surprised at what gnocchi is. It's, like, not that common of a dish. But then later, um, Patrick makes them pasta primavera. Yeah. And Christy's like, man, it's just like being back home, sitting at dinner, eating some, like, wild exotic dish that I've never heard of. What is this? It's like, um, what are these, vegetables? Yeah. Patrick's like, yeah, it's pasta with vegetables. Yeah, She's like, and what is this? It's like pasta primavera. Pasta? And he's like, yeah, it's pasta with vegetables. I'm starting to remember why I left the family. <laughs> uh, Patrick's an asshole. He is an asshole. He, like, he left Christy and Sam and Thomas when they were children, obviously. We all know that. Yeah. He tries to get them back into his life. He is a changed man. He's, like, settled down. But he's also, like, a fucking whiny brat baby B-word. Yes, that's true. And, like, Charlie keeps, like, lashing out, which is fine. But then instead of being understanding and sympathetic and apologetic, yeah, Patrick, like, retaliates in kind. Like, Charlie would be like, you weren't there for us and you didn't even invite David Michael. And Patrick will be like, I don't like your tone. And it's like, shut up, idiot. May I read a passage? Please. Um, and the reason I want to do so is because Charlie, this week, is my... Baller of the week. week. Yeah, that's fun. Got a segment for it. It's a baseball book. Yeah. Yep. 
Patrick had regained a grip on his temper. He said, hey, do your old man a favor, will you? I promise I won't ask you to do it again. Uh, he has asked Charlie, Charlie to be his, be best, his man. best man. Yep. Charlie said no. No, said Charlie. I saw Patrick's eyes narrow, but I also saw the hurt look that crossed his face. Charlie, he said in a softer, almost pleading voice. Charlie said, what right do you have to ask me to be your Charlie. best man? Oh, you think he's doing, tr- that's what he's doing? He's, it's really inappropriate. Oh, in oh Charlie. Charlie bit oh. my finger. Charlie. And it's actually a segment within a segment. Oops, all segments. And it's, it's meme called. of the week. Meme of the week. I like turtles. And it's like the, the biggest v- video in the history of YouTube. Actually, probably now it's like some fucking like alt-right. <laughs> 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 it's, a, it's a meme only the alt-right they like took it from us um charlie bit my finger and it is inappropriate you're right it's inappropriate for patrick to do a charlie bit my finger bit in this particular moment right in this moment yeah charlie said what right do you have to ask me to be your best man you left when i was 10 in case you've forgotten i don't know you you don't know me asking me to be your best man isn't gonna make us good buddies and it's not gonna make you into the father you've never been to me Or to Sam or David Michael, in case you've forgotten him. That's enough, Patrick said. No trace of pleading or sadness in his voice now. Your behavior is way out of line. No, it's not, said Charlie. You're the one who behaved badly. But of course, that probably slipped your mind. He dropped his napkin by his plate and stomped down the hall to the bedroom. Fucking badass. Fucking badass. And Patrick deserves it. Everyone else is a weirdo this week. Like, I think Nola wants us to think that, that Charlie's acting out but right. he's been acting totally fucking appropriately he's like you what also the fuck kind of i haven't like, heard from you in fucking seven years and then you want me to be your best man and there's no like discussion fuck you it's it's easy to see charlie's age because he's like 16 and like acting like a 16 year old like he's essentially acting like an adult you know yeah he's got the emotional intelligence of an adult yeah whereas like you sometimes forget like every now and then in a sam moment it would be yeah. like Sam is trying so hard to please Patrick and like it's very relatable. Build a bridge, yeah. Um, and every time there was like a Sam moment where he's like trying to build a bridge and please Patrick, I always like forgot that Sam isn't like six. Yeah, <laughs> Sam is. Sam is, I think, fourteen. Yeah, I think but he is like fifteen. I related to Sam in the sense that he's like he also is super uncomfortable and doesn't and is mad at Patrick, but. His desire to not have any kind of confrontation totally trumps any other feelings that he has. And so he's, like, constantly trying to, like, make jokes to fucking smooth it over. Um, Patrick Tanner is marrying a woman. Yes. I would like to briefly – she's nice. Christy really likes her. The woman stepped forward and smiled at us. I've been looking forward to meeting you, she said. I've heard so much about you. I sensed rather than saw Charlie open his mouth, ready to take another shot at Patrick, but he didn't get a chance. Beaming, my father put his arm around the woman. He said proudly, Sam, Charlie, Christy, this is Zoe Amberson. She's about to become my new wife. Okay. Zoe Amberson. You want to you wanna wallow in it. Zoe Amberson. You want to explore this? You want me to s- fucking spell it out for you? Zoe Amberson. Zdoe, as you know, is the Greek word okay. that means life, and that's what Zoe comes from. Okay. 
And more to the point, up until these books, up until everything changed last week, yeah. these girls, Tanner, were trapped, were they not, in amber for their whole lives. They were trapped in amber. It's unclear whether or not they still are. It seems like they're escaping. It seems like that's what happens. When Don't everything changes, the amber starts to soften. They're, the babysitter's club is dissolved. These girls are growing up. It's over. And now we see the manifestation of that over here in California. You knew who said it best? Who said it best? Heraclitus. He. I was going to say Heraclitus. Everything changes, but I still feel the same. Well, you know what Heraclitus said? That? Pantare. It's a, yes, exactly. Everything <laughs> Everything flows. But yeah, you can't step in the same river twice. Every, it's basically, yeah. it's, and I'm realizing that's IP Freely, and he took that from Keen, didn't he? <laughs> but I we think were, so. We were going after the same concept. Right. And Keen says everybody changes. Not everybody changes. Everything changes. The Keen I sa- still feel the same. That Keen says everybody changes, for what it's worth. I just, if there are any like Keen heads in the, Amongst the listeners right. who remain right, to right, us. Right. But let's not dwell on that. Yeah. They should have said every, everything changes. And it's more to the point, isn't and it? And that would be better. Yes. Then, you, then they would be saying the same thing as Heraclitus. But so your evidence, my I've presented some fairly strong evidence that what Anna's doing is she's allowing the Amber to relax and she's allowing these girls to grow and change as the title signals and as the presence of this mysterious person who's called Life Amber. Zoe, Zoe, Amberson, or the son of Amber. Son of Amber, yeah. Uh, Who suddenly... It's like a a generation after the Amber. Right, exactly. Um, And she's babysitting in a way, isn't she? Because Patrick... Is she? Is a uh, someone who should be a sitter, but is in fact a sat. He's a man, or, an, or what we call a man boy, a man child. Man boy, yes. So there's a he's, lot in there, isn't it? He's uh, Peter Pan. They describe Peter him as Pan. Peter Pan. Yep. Claudia describes him as being Peter Pan. He never grows up. He never grows old. And he lives in Never Neverland, said Stacy. And it's like, no, Stacy, it's a metaphor. He doesn't. Yeah. He lives in fucking Sausalito. Stacy hates allegory like uh, <laughs> yeah. Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> But that's interesting. I thought that was interesting. Amber Sausalito is a little like a Neverland. Is it? I've never been. I've never been either. That okay. sounds nice. Yeah, it does sound nice. Uh, Patrick runs like, like this. It sounds like, like a. It's kind of like a Italian seaside village, a little bit, doesn't it? I don't want to speculate about it because I'm sure there are like plenty of people who know what Sausalito is. Sausalito's like. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds so magical. <laughs> it does sound magical. And it's it sounds like I don't want to take Patrick's side, but it sounds like he's the chef at like a pretty dope like California style. Nice restaurant. little like yeah. Yeah. Vegetarian or like veg forward at least. Yeah, veg forward. Restaurant. Local, sort of locavore. Sounds yeah. nice. It sounds house. nice. And Zoe's in charge of it. She's the boss. I think Christy. I think Christy relates to her. Christy relates to Zoe, and they have at the end of the book a fairly powerful conversation because Zoe re- reveals that she's going to have. They're thinking about having kids, and Christy like it's the day before their wedding, and they're sleeping in the same bedroom. And Christy's like, Zoe, I feel like I need to tell you that like Patrick fucking abandoned us and left his whole family, which is pretty baller. And Zoe's like, Yeah, I know. 
I made him it's fucking tell her. He abandoned them. No, I'm saying it's baller that Christy brought. Oh yes, thought to bring that. Well, up. It, like it, it almost turned into a moment because Zoe reveals to Christy when they're out shopping that she wants to have kids with Patrick, and that infuriates Christy, and Christy kind of joins the Charlie camp, right? And then Christy tells Charlie, and he's infuriated as well, and they just want to leave. They don't want it to be in the wedding now. Yeah. And this is like a day before the wedding. So Christy kind of had to have this this come to She had to have the talk, but it's like if like the assumption that she's making is that Zoe doesn't know this. And if that were to be true, it's a hell of a thing to reveal to someone the night before their wedding. Right. Uh, but she does know. She's like, yeah, I fucking know. I get it. Yeah, uh, she's cool. She's cool as hell. She is cool. She also wants um, that. She wants that the kids come visit Patrick and her more often. Yeah, I hope they don't. I don't think Patrick deserves it. I hope they don't either, and I hope Patrick has fun with his new family, even though it sucks. Tenor, do you think, and this is a loaded question, that this novel is in some ways what we call a squeakquel? Did you say to- this? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. And if I did, it would be okay. But I didn't. I definitely didn't. So you're just, you're not even dwelling on a verbal miscue at this point. You're like inventing one. I thought I heard you say this. Okay, fine. Well, if I did, I'll cut it out. Um, Do you want to say this really quickly just to kind of isolate this. it? Okay. Do you think, I was saying something interesting. Yeah. Do you think that this novel is in some ways a squeakquel to the novel Christie's Great Idea? Christie's big news. Christie's great idea. And a squeak wall for new listeners is uh is it's like um a follow on book that you has particular resonance. One Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, <laughs> and then well, they make the, another one. That's the classic example. Right, right, right. I'm just sort of going back to kind of the. Prime that's the classic example. example. Yeah. Uh, but in these books, famously, when you make another tri- uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. You call it a squeak wall, and then when you make another of anything. Yeah, it sort of is. It, it has particular resonance of art. Yeah, um, and famously in this series, there's a squeakquel to Christie's great idea called Christie's worst idea, which introduces uh, a dark timeline and uh, creates the necessity for the hatchet reading order, which I will refer you back to um, the archives. I think if anything, in order to unpack this book is a squeakquel to Christie's big day. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Wouldn't you say? Which is, what's Christy's big day? Christy's big day is the one where Watson and mom get married. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Christy's big day. It is a book, and it is about a wedding. It's a sixth book. Okay, so that's interesting. So here's why I thought, so I thought it was a squeakquel to great idea for, because it's the first book of a new thing and because she brings up but we already relation, know that christy's big yeah. idea already has a squeakle no you're right you're right or, well th- i think there could be many but i think i'm beginning to think you're right the reason that i thought it was a squeakle and now that's word is starting to sound funny to me but is that she brings up that um like the memory of mom and watson's wedding which which is sort of presaged in Christy's great idea because mom announces that she's marrying Watson. But your point is a better one. Mom and Watson's wedding happens 
and number six, Christie's Big Day. Yep. So why is it that Ann and Nola are trying to tie these particular books together? I think they're saying two things. I think yeah. what you said before is correct. It's yeah. it's a it's a analog. Like yeah. Christie's great idea was the path of the light, the the true right, the bright timeline, timeline starring yeah. Will Smith and Joel Will Smith and Edgerton. Edgerton. Yeah. And then Christie's worst idea was the darkest timeline. Yeah. And I think that is the same here. Christie's big day is the bright timeline. It's the bright timeline starring Will Smith and Joel Edgerton. And And then this is Christie's big news. Okay. So we're going to have to. Also, I think the other thing they're establishing is that we are on the darkest timeline. We're on like an accelerated timeline here. Okay. We only have 12 or 13 books to recapture this canon it's so interesting that it's called friends forever and yet it is so short it starts like the original timeline it started with the formation of the babysitters club i mean it's six books in there was a wedding this one starts with the disbandment of the babysitters club but think about that inversion and that's what the darkest timeline is asking us to do the inversion is incredible if i'm right and that amber has started to soften and these girls have been freed into the time stream it's it's a almost cruel irony to say that it's friends forever when in fact previously they had been forever and now they are but, but dust in the wind. Sands in the hourglass. Sands in the hourglass, and it's rapidly running out. What is? Anne, why would Anne, is Anne is doing that because she's angry with us? Is is it sarcasm? I don't know if this is in Anne's control anymore. Yeah, I think if Anne, if it were up to Anne, she'd still be writing these fucking things and yeah. cashing that fucking paycheck each week. <laughs> yeah, you know, if it were up to Anne, she'd fucking sign a big deal with Netflix and have it fucking move to the big screen. You know, but like the Living Tribunal. Yeah. Like, cast its put their foot down, yeah. And it was like you've been tempering with the time stream for too long, tampering with the time stream for too. You almost destroyed everything. Yeah, look what you did. And so your forever is gone. And now, not only is your forever gone, but I'm giving you twelve books to wrap this fucking thing up. Yeah. So do what you got to do. Wow, and twelve is a resonant number too, isn't it? 12 disciples it's a powerful number 12 months 12 months that's big it's like they said you get one year that's something to think about so each book is a month of the year yeah and one of the disciples uh would you like to take a break Tanner? gosh i just feel like i need to decompress a little bit yeah that was a a big night it's been a big night already that's been a big news hasn't it it's been a big news. <laughs> um, should we take a quick break and then come yes. back and talk some more about this book? Okay, you say yep. goodbye. Bye. Bye, you did it. Ha. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hmm. What would I do with an extra hour in my day? Very interesting question, BetterHelp. Hello, everyone. This is Evil Tanner. I'm like regular Tanner, except evil. Our sponsor, BetterHelp, has put a little prompt here in the copy for us. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? 
my own website, which only exists on the dark web, of course, uh, wetterhelp.com, could use a little help. So I would probably use that hour to do a whole bunch, like just flood Facebook with one like, one prayer. Please go donate to my GoFundMe. I need to bring my website, wetterhelp.com, back from the brink. Betterhelp.com, they feel like there's a little bit of uh, infringement. I said, well, you know, we're on the dark web. You guys are on the surface web. Our whole thing is like, getting people wet who don't want to be wet so it's like stepping in a puddle or like sitting on a bench that's wet that's us like that's what we do share this with a friend one like one prayer i will follow through on the like prayer stuff too i will be praying all night i would use today's sponsor betterhelp.com um of course i can't i am evil tanner i can only use the deep web we do have a deep web version of betterhelp.com um it's called worsehelp.com it's not good but i think betterhelp.com is great from everything i've heard convenient flexible suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist you can switch at any time no additional charge uh go check it out learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com slash bedfellows to get 10 percent off your first month that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash bedfellows see you there well not me but have fun Okay, Jack, I need... Can you go back to WebMD? Because there's a new symptom. Okay, Jesus. Okay. Um, it's all the same symptoms as before. Okay, and now you want me to add one? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go back. I noticed as I was going to the bathroom. Okay. Um, so, uh, check you still have it open? Yeah, I still have it open. Uh, age still 36, right? 36. Male. Achy erection. Um, diarrhea. Yep. Actually, the nausea and um, lightheadedness have gone away. Okay, so we'll just say it's just erection the erection and diarrhea every and kind of new, diarrhea and the new symptoms stigmata. Stigmata. Okay. Hi. Huh, it says no result. Shall I say holes in hand? Holes in hands and feet. Bleeding holes in hands and feet. Holes in hand. No feeling in hand. Pain in palm of hand. Sure. I'll add pain in palm of hand, and I'm going to say bleed, feet. bleeding hands. Bleeding hands and bleeding feet. Anal it doesn't bleeding. have stigmata? No, weirdly, no. I think stigmata would be the um, diagnosis. Beefy hands? Yeah. I'm going to say beefy hands. Yeah. And then I'm going to say bleeding feet. Or beefy feet, if they have that. Something called rocker bottom feet. Localized rash on feet is the best I can... That sounds right. Do they okay. have beefy feet? <laughs> I'm going to put it in. Beefy feet. Flat feet, big feet. Do <laughs> big, say feet. big feet. Do have big feet. Okay, and then I just want to say holes in feet. Let's see if they if what comes up for that. Uh, skin easily broken on feet. That sounds right, yeah? That's right, yeah. Okay, so which symptom is bothering you the most? The stigmata at this point. Should I say beefy hands? I think the beefy hands. <laughs> okay. Uh, celiac disease. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, I've dude. been tested for that before. Yeah, it sounds sounds. I don't shitty. have it. it yeah. sounds, oh, you don't have it? No. Nope. Well, I was having some digestive issues, and the doctor thought I might be... I mean, there's this thing that says, like... Intolerant. If you're like, this I don't think applies to you, but it's like if you're particularly Christ-like, 
and like well, you take on the wounds of so Jesus far it and... applies to me well i don't think You'd that's say it. my generosity is christ-like i think it's celiac dude get it checked out stop eating bread celery yeah um i'm sorry to hear that dude uh can we talk about the the book yeah yep i think we should I just wanted to, uh, before we move on from what we were talking about bef- uh, before the break. The stigmata? No, we did. We moved on to that. And uh, what were, does Constantine have it? Stigmata? The woman from the movie Stigmata has it. Okay. I was thinking Constantine. But I'm going to be getting like, I'm going to get a fucking email from WebMD like, hey, <laughs> we need you to okay. check into it. We've actually dispatched a doctor to your home. <laughs> we normally don't do this, but we're very worried about you and your beefy fucking hands. We've gone off the web. <laughs> um, 12. Tanner, the one thing we fucking forgot. 12 months, 12 disciples, 12 angry men. Oh, it's a jury. The Anne is Anne, or the tribunal is asking us to sit in judgment of Anne, book by book. Each book is a member of the jury, and that's our solemn fucking duty, right? That's what it is. Twelve angry ants. Twelve un- angry ants. No ants. The no, no. You've misunderstood it. It's twenty-four beefy hands. It, it's one angry Anne. She's sitting in the dock. She has 24 beefy no. hands. <laughs> Maybe that's the new uh, uh, epithet. No. <laughs> You've misunderstood. You and I, metaphorically, are the 24 beefy hands that are going to sit in judgment over the oh, one yes. angry Anne who's in the dock for her crimes. Right. And each book is, is you know, one of the jurors stands up and, and you know, Diego. guilty or not guilty. And let's not get hung up on that. Yeah. Ooh. That's something powerful. Breakneck. Yeah. yeah. Powerful. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about the people sharks? People sharks. Mm. I would like to hear more about it because okay. I do remember there being sh- sharks. This is a, they do like a day trip before the wedding. I do not understand how these fucking motherfuckers three days before their goddamn wedding have any time for anything. But they seem the, pretty the morning of chill my wedding, about it. Here's what I did. What? Ordered tacos from... Mm-hmm. Please bleep that. Okay. I'll bleep it. It's triangulating. It's the same place we bleeped last week. Wow. They're like they're really suffering for lack of advertising for them <laughs> on this podcast. Except last week you said that it gave you like terrible diarrhea, I think. It did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> An erection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Eight tacos from my favorite taqueria. Yeah. With my beloved cat, Bull. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got dressed, invited some photographers into our house so they could. Wait, why? Photograph- Bull was part of the us. ordering of the tacos? Or he was just there? There's just a very sweet photo of me in my wedding suit. Okay, it's a photo. Eating a taco with Bull kind of yeah. looking on. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Kindly. Yeah. Then these people came into my house and insisted on taking photos of me in various states of undress. That sucks. Which made me pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. And then they insisted that we take the subway to the venue in our gear, in our wedding gear. Yeah. So that they could photograph us on the subway, which made me wildly uncomfortable. Are you describing my wedding? No, mine. Because that did happen to me as well. Well, I got married first, so you copied me. Okay. 
Well, we have really lovely photos of us on the on the subway, and everyone clapped for us. So fuck you, and I wasn't uncomfortable. We have semi lovely photos. If you couldn't, they would be lovely if you couldn't obviously read the terrible discomfort on my face. We came very close to biking to our wedding venue from the house. That would have been fun. It would have been very cool. Anyway, I, I I get it. It's it's a relaxed time. Okay, it's relaxed. Okay, that's what you're saying. You understand why they took a trip. I, th- This is two days before their wedding. I did not have time to fucking take a trip to an island. I was very stressed out and was dealing with shit. Well, you know what I was doing? I was calling every fucking motherfucker in New York who might have a convection oven to see if they had a convection oven. That's what I was doing. I was drinking Margs with my family who were in to celebrate me. Well, I did it wrong. Anyway, they went to an island. Let me read you this passage. So we ended up on Angel Island. That sounds nice. Zoe hadn't... Named after the... The guy from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, the WB series. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Zoe hadn't been kidding. The picnic had been first class, and the weather was perfect. We watched birds through binoculars. Sam swore he saw a shark's fin far out on the water. And then Patrick entertained us with stories of people shark encounters in California. Okay. So, someone is grafting (laughs) people and shark bits together into people sharks. Or, someone is out there fucking sharks. Or both. Are sharks fish? Yeah. Big, big old toothy fish. Someone is diving into... The water. Do we have any shark scientists who listen? Because I'm now worried Are that there I any said shark they're scientists? fish. And I think tell me, I'm going to run a scenario by you, shark yeah. scientists, and you tell me whether or not this can happen. Yeah. I know, here's, how, here's what I know about fish. Yeah. The girl fish come and they shoot eggs out of their... Into the... I'll bleep silt. that. I'm going to bleep that. Just most of it. Yeah. Into the silt and the eggs sit there and then boy fish come along and they shoot... Okay, and ble- and I'm bleeping a lot of that. Yep, a lot of that got bleeped, but I think people will get the gist. And it turns into baby fish. And what I'm wondering is, if I were inclined, as me, a human man, mm-hmm. could I go diving? Yeah, find a shark egg cache. Yeah, in the silt, fertilize it. It with okay. my human. And I I bleeped your thing and tried to preempt it by saying a nice version of it, but yeah. And make shark people. I mean, I'm not a shark scientist, and that's why I'm only reason I'm hesitant to say yes. But I think yes, and I think that's what Patrick's describing here. And then a follow up question for the shark people: yeah. What do shark eggs look like? And if I were diving and I f- was looking for them, yeah, <laughs> what am I looking for? And how would you find it? And how would you find it? And where do yeah. they lay eggs? Yeah, and how do you make a shark person? Yeah. That's interesting, and it's interesting that they've introduced these shark people into the series. Uh, okay, okay, and it's a new, it's a new faction. It's a new faction. Okay, that's interesting. I was hoping you might say that because I have some thoughts about factions. Well, it's interesting. Specifically, you say the shark people have yeah. sort of they're on the they're in the waters outside of Sausalito, mm-hmm. it's maybe vying for for. A power grab in Sausalito because we know who controls Sausalito. The let me read you a passage. Okay, you wouldn't believe the tuxedos out here," said Sam. "They make the ones I've seen back home look totally lame." So what did you pick out? I asked. We looked in about a million places," said Sam. 
And then we went to Tuxedo Cat and found the perfect tuxedos for all three of us. The Tuxedo Cat is cool. This actual cat lives in the store, and he's black with white markings, so he looks like he's wearing a tuxedo. And his name is Tuxedo. So the tuxedo shop is run by a cat person. Mm. Okay, and they've traveled from Louisville, obviously. And they've taken Sausalito. And they've taken Sausalito, which is a long way. And they've got their fucking pikes at the ready at the waterfront. Okay, but shark to people. To fend off the shark people who are going to try uh-huh. to come and seize this power. This is great. I love this Sausalito. stuff. I got to say, I love that Anne is doing this. And, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be standing here in judgment of her, and I may have to recuse myself because I love that she's doing this stuff. I know this is the, this is the sort of thing that got her in trouble in the first place. It's why yeah. she's why we're judging her. Who's the Roman emperor who had everyone line up on the beach and like throw their spears into the water to fight Neptune? Is it Tiberius? Is it Caligula? I don't know. I'm it's one of the fucking. Word. I'm trying to just name the fucking crazy ones. There's Caligula, uh, Nero, Tiberius was pretty insane. He was the one who had a fuck island. Uh, <laughs> Okay, reddit.com slash today I learned. Today I learned Roman Emperor Caligula once declared war on Neptune, the god of the seas. His men ran into the ocean and stabbed the water. Caligula (laughs) then declared victory and commanded his men to collect seashells as war trophies. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, while we're talking about factions, let me read you this passage, Tanner. Yep. So that's how it went, I concluded. This is when Chrissy's back in Stony Brook. Mom and I were sitting in Adirondack chairs in the shady backyard, drinking lemonade, talking a little, being quiet a little. We had the whole place to ourselves. Charlie and Sam had taken Emily, Michelle, David, Michael, and Andrew to the park. Karen was with her two best friends at a pool party. Nanny and Watson had gone to the public library's annual fundraiser, a plant sale. Tanner, it's the end of the plant faction. It's over. They're wrapping things up. They've been uh, furloughed. Okay, that's hurtful. <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to think of a different word, but it's the perfect thing. They're I done. Castrated. We don't need them anymore. It's over and for now them. now they're just being sold off like plant meat. Yeah. So that's so the, the, everything changes. That's the thing. Like the fucking war, the war of the factions has created all of these new dynamics. The fucking cat people are no longer ascendant. They're fighting with the shark people for their very lives. And the plant faction is, is just this being is sold off at do. a garage sale. This is what Nola and yeah. Anne and whoever else writes these Friends Forever books, this is what they're going to do with the series. Yeah. They're going to tie up a lot of loose ends. And the, the faction war is coming to an end. The the plant people have already been subdued. Yeah. And there's a new faction, but maybe they're just there to take down the cats, the shark people. Oh, God, I hope we see more about them. Let me read you one final passage that relates to this, Tanner. Hey, Charlie, what has four doors and is yellow? I heard Sam say. A lemon, Charlie said. That joke is so old. I don't get it, David Michael said. Their voices were growing muffled as they headed toward the house. I heard Emily Michelle laugh and say, Gemon. Gemon. I think she's trying to say demon. Gemon. Gemon. Yeah. That's something. It's something that their presence has become so weak. Yeah. That, like, they're no longer here. They're no right. longer interacting with us. Logan is a non-threat. Logan and yeah. Marianne broke up. They're done, we think. 
right? And and we didn't talk about it last week for what it's worth, but Logan and Marianne basically broke up. They basically broke up. So the demons have left Stony Brook, and what remains of the demon faction can only be seen by the the purest and youngest. A pure among us, yeah. Souls. Wow. That's how faint their like signal has become. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible stuff. So we're getting a lot in this novel. Nola really packed it in. She packed it in. Can I ask you a question? I'd love that. While we're asking one another questions? I would love that. It's actually a segment. Okay. A hit segment. Okay. From the most recent iteration of our podcast. The California Diaries? Yeah, and it's called Vibe Check. Let me get a vibe check on this. Okay. Our first stop was a fancy dress shop. Nothing pink or blue for you. Is this, do you think this is in, intended to rhyme? I think the whole book is in rhyming hexameter. Do you not notice that? Our first stop was the fancy dress shop. Nothing pink or blue for you. Yeah. Zoe said immediately to The whole relief. book is. And you need a simple line, I think. She's trying to mirror the Odyssey, except, right, with, am, except with rhymes. I'll start over. Okay. Our first stop was a fancy dress shop. Yeah. Nothing pink or blue for you, Zoe said immediately to my relief. And you need a simple line, I think. A slip dress, maybe, or maybe something with more substance. Okay, I said. These were the sort of words that Claudia and Stacy, a New York fashion statement herself, sometimes tossed around at BSC meetings. I just hoped a slip dress didn't mean I would be going around in my underwear like last year's rock star. Okay. And who okay. do we think Christy means by last year's rock star who was going around in her underwear? This novel was written in 1999. Okay, so it's Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> uh, I think in 99, the Chili Peppers hadn't even come out with Californication yet, so I wouldn't necessarily call them last year's. When What were they doing the underwear thing, though? Flea, that's Flea, Flea was in his underwear. So it could be. Okay. Could it be like Christina? Oh, like dirty? Yeah. Maybe it's Madonna. It's Madonna. Madonna is famous for dancing around in her underwear in a church in the Like a Prayer video. No. Could it be... (gasps) Oh, I know who it is. Who is it? What's my age again? Blink-182, Tom... uh... 99 the music video they're running around naked oh cool okay it's blink it's blink that's cool wow cool reference that's a cool reference christy you know they wanted to be called blink but it was taken so they changed their name to blink 182 okay it's a fun fact and isn't that interesting it is interesting i don't want well i'm furloughed jack i can't fucking put this shit in posts anymore (laughs) that'd be a great one i need an outlet somewhere like 25 things you didn't know about your favorite pop punk bands from the 90s? I guarantee you I wrote that post. God. Um, let's see. I think we should door burns. Okay. I feel like nervous doing it. <laughs> should we just... <gasps>
This is our burn where we say what our burn is. What was yours? This is one had some burns. Nola put some fucking burns in it. Can I say mine? Because mine, I, I don't want you to take mine. Well, you just asked me what mine. Oh, fine. Go what? No, no, no. You say. No, you, no, you say. No, you go ahead. Okay. It's a burn on Patrick. It's when Chrissy's talking to Zoe. Then my stunned amazement began to turn to anger. If he wanted to have a family, shouldn't he at least have tried working things out with us first? What were we? The experimental model? Zoe said, Well, I'm an Oakland fan myself, but I can cheer for the Giants when I have to. You want to go back out to the box seats? I nodded numbly. Christy, your father and I, I hope this is okay with you. I mean, I want us to be a family. Just because Patrick and I want children of our own doesn't mean that he loves you any less. I couldn't stop myself. Of course not, I said. How could he? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good burn on Patrick. How could he possibly love us any less? Right. That's good. That's possible. That's fucking good. A very sick burn. My burn is on Watson and Nani. Oh, okay. That's tough. That's tough to take. Yeah. David, Michael, Karen, and Andrew were in the backyard playing with Shannon, our Bernie's Mountain Dog puppy. Watson and Nani were in full gardening gear. Gloves, hats, old jeans, work shirts. Watson sometimes works at home now, which means he can make his own hours. I watched him through the kitchen window as I finished my solitary breakfast of cereal. They were staring up into the branches of a holly tree on one side of the house. It was hard to tell whether they were going to prune it or try to make it levitate. (laughs) That's good. That's very funny. It is very funny. It was almost, I was just like, fuck, is this? It's like pretty early on. It's like chapter two. I was like, yeah, is this possible? What is, what is that? I smell. Is that the sweet aroma of feet? And I was like, surely not. I'm palpitating. I've got a massive erection. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. You've got all the fucking symptoms. Explosive diarrhea. Lasting for over a month. Stigmata. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's Nola, but it's a good one. It is a good one. They're looking at a fucking tree like they're trying to make it levitate. These <laughs> fucking losers. <laughs> that's very funny. I like that a lot. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell me before we leave and go, Tanner? Yeah, Jack, I have one more last question before we head out. Okay. I'd love to it's hear this. It. Okay. Did you cry? <laughs> okay. So what we're doing is A. <gasps> And when we cried, I cried in this book. I cried at a weird moment. That's it, this is a weird one. Okay, it's a pretty intense and difficult book in some ways. The tension between Patrick and his erstwhile family is very strong, and mm-hmm. so there are a lot of moments where, like, I would have cried, but like my feeling of discomfort got in the way of that. Yep. But there is a moment at the wedding where that discomfort is kind of brought to a head. It's that, it's it's lanced like a boil. And it's lanced like a boil. It's a lovely me- metaphor. I think Thank it's you. also my tearful moment. Okay. Uh it's it's for, quite brief, but for some reason this was the place where I like genuinely teared up. They walked down the aisle to take me out to the ballgame. After that, there was a great party. We headed for the greenhouse, which looked like a fairy tale come to life. 
We ate and talked, and Sam made a funny toast. Then, just when I thought the toasts were over, Charlie stood up. He cleared his throat, and I felt my body grow tense. I clutched the edge of the chair under the table. I just want to say to Patrick and Zoe, best wishes. I hope you have a wonderful life together. He sat down abruptly. Patrick stood up and looked at Charlie for a long moment. Then he smiled and said softly, Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. That's beautiful. Yeah, that was mine too. It's it's really powerful because Charlie is like, he's like a force of nature throughout this book. He's so angry and he's like, he like, to me, if I were Charlie, I would want to, have the confrontation, but just the one time. But he does it like any time there's an opportunity. He does it every time he can. Yeah. yeah. Everyone will be completely happy yeah. having a good time. And Charlie would be like, I bet David Michael would like to be here. Yeah. Or some shit. Like Patrick will be like, like they'll be like playing Pictionary and Patrick will be like, oh no, I dropped my pen. And Charlie will be like, yeah, just like you dropped your fucking family 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, okay, Charlie, we get it. Like you're, you have unresolved shit here. Also, I like the timeline because of the Amber shit is so fucking thrown off. It was like five years ago, which is like not yeah. that fucking long ago. I know that's weird to think about. I think it's long if that's a third of your life. Yeah, I guess so. Um, that's it. That's all the notes I have. That's it. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to go. We're also going to leave. Okay. Um, I would like to thank you, Tanner, uh, especially uh, for bearing with me. You're welcome. I would like to thank WebMD for their accurate diagnoses of having a thag attack. Yep. Um, And a stigmata, it sounds like. And stigmata, which I I guess is like a symptom of um, celiacs. Yeah, they're related. Everything comes back to that. You you can't go wrong just avoiding bread. Yeah. Well, it's like it's filling. Yeah. It's got a lot of carbs. I would also like to thank the Baby Nation for bearing with us. I would like to implore the Baby Nation to subscribe to our Patreon. We need you over there. It's very fun. We have a whole other show. It's good. It comes out every week. We sing the descriptions. It's about the Little Sister books. We have a lot of fun. We put a lot of effort into it. And even if you don't want another show, it's a great way to support what we do here and keep us going and keep us podcasting. So check it out over at patreon.com slash podcast and subscribe. It's just $5 a month. Um, what do you, would you like to tell the baby nation? Nothing babies. Okay. I Enjoy will, your fucking life. That's great. I'd like to ask everyone to buy our merch. You can get bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Yes. T-shirts, I, I should stickers. Have asked that. There's I should tell, have said the thing about yeah, enjoying enjoy your life. life. Yeah. It's just burning up tape, you know? Um, Everyone can rate and review our show over on iTunes or whatever they're calling it these days, which I think is Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And please don't anger them by calling it the wrong thing. (laughs) They are, like, pretty insistent about it. We, like, we wrote to them. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but, like, we wrote to them. We were like, hey, it's been a while since you featured our show. And they were like, okay, change every fucking reference to us to Apple Podcasts. And so we did, and then that was like two years ago. So and they have never, <laughs> but we're still like ah. followed through. Uh, please do rate and review our show; it helps us to rise in the rankings. Um, 
Anything else we like to tell them? Please, for the love of God, join the Baby Nation Facebook group Facebook on group. Facebook. Yep. It's yep. Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page. Find the link to the group. We don't do much with the page. We do a lot with the group. It's tons of fun. Everyone is nice in there, and we have a very good time, and we want you there, and we would like to interact with you there. Yes. There's a new Stimulating. group you can join that uh, the Baby Bees put together where if you play Animal Crossing, yeah. it's the Baby Bee Animal Crossing group, and you can come and like hang out with us. It's I'm wild. Yeah, Tanner's in it. I'm, I'll be in it as soon as I figure out how to play video games. Yeah. All the remains is for me to say that this week we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number one, Christie's Big News. And next week we're going to be reading a novel called Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number two, Stacy versus Claudia. We already had, we've had that. <laughs> I swear to God, and if you make them fight, we're done. Well, it's Darkest Timeline. It's Darkest Timeline, so it's, it's going to be the last one. This is it. Oh, man. And we this are the end. We're standing in judgment over Anne. You got one juror. So I think as, as jurors on the case, the first juror has stood up and said, not guilty. We love what Anne does. We love what she did with the factions. Not guilty, right? 24 beefy hands. 24 beefy hands. And two of those beefy hands are standing up and they're saying, well, is it two? Yeah, it's two. You're yes. unsure of the number of hands. Yeah, I got it. Two of two of those beefy hands are standing up and they're saying, "You did it, Anne. You're you didn't do it, Anne. You're fine. You're good." We say not guilty. Next week, what I'm saying as a juror on this case is, if you fucking pit my Claudia against Stacy, we're done. Anyway, the book's called Stacy versus Claudia, and it looks like that's what's going to happen. Well, I'm not looking forward to it. In the meantime, all that remains is for me to say that this week my name has been Jack Alexander Shepard. And my name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's, remember the trip man, and take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks... You would think that boys had just been invented. Caligula means little boots. Okay. That's what they called him. They called him little boots. Little boobs? They used to call him Little Boots. Because he had, like, small boobs? Because he had little boots. 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 Oh, okay. Boots. That was a HeadGum Podcast.